Once again, thanks for jumping on board the ASX Market Goss podcast. For no more than 30 minutes, we're going to dig a little deeper with ASX listed small cap companies, their focus, the future, the highs and lows, and what's next. A part of the conversation is to get to know our guests on a personal level, their experiences, maybe their mentors, slips and slides, even down to the coffee of choice and life away from the share price and investment making decision. And our guest today is Wayne Richards, Managing Director of Burley Minerals, ASX BUR. Wayne, appreciate your time and thanks for jumping on ASX Market Goss. Thank you, Tim, and it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Take a quick look at the share price in recent times. It's doubled over the last six weeks since the start of the year. That must be pleasing. What's going on? Well, the main thing is we acquired a lithium project called the Chubb Lithium Project in Quebec in the province, obviously, of Quebec, Canada, and obviously... That seems to be the hot spot at the moment with, um, you know, the bigger companies, multi-billion dollar companies, both in our region and further north up at the James Bay region. So we recommenced the uh, due diligence in September, October last year and uh, consummated the uh, agreement uh, last Tuesday night. And hence the movement over the last six to eight weeks has obviously been on the expectation that the deal would close and it did. And one of the strengths is it's 100% ownership. So it's not a farm-in, it's not a due process that we have to go through. We now own 35 mineral claims right in the hub of uh, Quebec, Abitibi-Winnie region, or the Abitibi hub. And you've got your, your multi-billion dollar neighbours of Piedmont and Sayona within 10 kilometres with the um, first producing and commissioning Hard Rocks Bodumene refinery and soon to go into... Uh, a further downstream processing facility for carbonate in the coming year. So from that point of view, obviously being in the right place, right time, right commodity, being lithium, you know, obviously the demand for lithium, proximity to both um, Canadian major cities like Montreal and Quebec and Ottawa, but then you're right on the border of um, North America for longer-term sales as well. You talk about that catch cry, right place, right metal, right time. Uh, is that new or is that something you've brought in since uh, taking over the uh, stewardship? I think right place, right time has been around for a while or location, location, location in the, in the real estate um, domain. So I'm sort of working on both those sort of catchphrases to basically say, you know, it's a forward-looking future metal that's required. So that's the right metal, right place, meaning Quebec, Toronto, surrounded by um, mines and, and developing and exploring companies um, doing the spodumene, uh, hard rock spodumene. Yeah, and like I say, location, proximity and um, resource, you know, potential, it's all there. Um, I, I see with interest that uh, Chairman Brian Dixon described your leadership in the 12 months as noteworthy and decisive. That's a glowing Pump up. That's the first I've heard, so that's good. Yeah, no, I appreciate that from, from Brian. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, share price is not always fully indicative of, of the company or the project, and it can be a macro issue, as we've seen, or, you know, it can be localised to the commodity. Um, but to actually be able to move sometimes against the trends of, of the ASX, you know, 200 or 500, um, hopefully demonstrates that you've got a good project and you've got got the right management team and, and strategy to go forward. And how is that project going? I, I see, and this may have commenced since I sort of uh, did some uh, research in regards to the Chubb Lithium in Quebec, the drill rigs in place, has drilling commenced? No, no. At the moment, we're finalising the drill contract. Uh, and that's pending. Uh, the equivalent 
uh, what we call a POW or programmer works for for the clearing and the actual drill pads is all but pending from from their equivalent department of mines up there. And the aim is to go in mid-March, mid to uh, the second part of March, which is only four weeks from now sort of thing. So all through the process of negotiation, we, we were advancing the project on, on the premise that we would succeed with the um, the acquisition. I'm always intrigued by, um, well, we, you talk about Quebec and you talk about, you know, Canada and the like. And I even talk about uh, with a, in previous podcasts where, a lot of the work is happening on the east side of Australia. And here we are in Western Australia doing a podcast and we're talking about what's happening over there in Canada. Mm-hmm. How do you, again, a lot of our listeners would probably know this, but I'm sure there's a lot of laymen out there that, that wouldn't. How do you stay in sync with what's happening overseas when you're when we're talking about Burley here in Western Australia? Well, probably by staying up late and waking up early. So. <laughs> <laughs> On that basis, with the uh, 12 to 14 hour time difference between the west and east coast of Canada, you have to be observant that you're going to spend some time after you finish your day here or before it starts. Um, and then you engage initially, I suppose, consultants like Darouge we have that have done the work for some of the other big explorers up there at the moment. And you work through their processes and systems and eventually build your own owner's team up there um, as the project advances. Yeah. Uh, is it difficult? Do you, it does, uh, we talk just in time differences and the likes, and as you talk about, I mean, is it a 24-7 thing for you, or are you pretty good at sort of putting the tools down for a bit? I think we'll, we'll, we'll uh, recruit probably a appropriate geological general manager to manage in country, as and when we get traction on the drilling and, and the process going forward. So obviously that will be your key to being the eyes and ears on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I think initially um, there's worse, well, some would argue there's worse or better time zones. It's clean in the form of 12 hours, uh, believe it or not, when you're starting to try and work your time zones around theirs. Mm. And we're also not TSX listed. So at least as we develop as an ASX listed, we only have to meet one JORP code, even though you will work towards what they call the... the um, uh, 4301 standard up there for exploration. How exciting are uh, how excited are you with that project over there? Oh, very. Yeah, no. It it was a great find. Uh, it was vended into us, and the fact that you know there's been drilling there since 1950, again in the 90s, and as recent as 21, 22 winter and summer program. It's not a true greenfield site. Like there are holes down. We have modelled that. Um, we have the database built. We can show you pictures of the core. We've, we've used them in our releases. So on that basis and understanding the mineralogy, the direction of, of the particular faults and the likes, you know, we, we've got a good kickstart to know now to where extend, look for more what we call dikes, um, both undercover and, and exposed. And as the winter finishes in the coming months and the thaw occurs, we'll be able to see all the ground uh, across the whole five, th- 35 tenements, which at the moment we're only basically um, looking to drill one to one and 1. 1.5 of the of the tenure tenements. Wayne Richards is our guest on the ASX Market Goss podcast, managing director of Burley Minerals, and that ASX code, of course, is BUR. We know electric cars are coming, and they're coming quick. Quick. Yep. That must give you excitement, great confidence and really give you a direction as a company? Oh, definitely. Like 
I think it was even the minister from WA came out yesterday and said, you know, aspirated cars of, with certain manufacturers will finish in 19, oh, 19, 2030. So, you know, it's, it's a revolution that is proceeding and happening. And I think Tesla come out with some phenomenal amount of sales in Australia. Uh, and obviously catch up to do with power, you know, um, actually charging those vehicles. But that's all the positives because what it's saying is the momentum's there. Um, both from the manufacturers of the vehicles and obviously their needs. And you're seeing agreements with LG or any people that need the lithium being struck all the time. I think there was one yesterday with Piedmont, for example. So it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's already started. Um, and you might as well get on the train, you know, get on the freight train. Yeah, well, that's exactly what you're, uh, well, you're ahead of the curve a little bit, but in regards to, um, of course, lithium and through Burley and the like, just, just tell us, for, for those who are listening to this podcast right now, um, and, you know, when we talk about mining and we talk about iron ore and we talk about gold and we talk about copper and we, we talk about a whole range of things, give us the lithium story that you know. What is lithium what, how important it is to the future of our world and our space? Okay, well, obviously, oh, that's a very broad. universal yes, decision, obviously, broad if you're going to look at the atmosphere and green and green technology and everything to, you know, protect, protect the earth at, at the highest level, well, you've got to get emissions down, and that's the whole transfer to renewable energy and carbon dioxide reduction through um, not having aspirated engines. So lithium plays a part, just as graphite, graphene, cobalt and nickel. And they are the key metals or commodities still required in today's technology for batteries. And to have a superseded material or mineral that's going to replace them in the next probably two decades will take that long to be either found, utilised, patented and understood to be a better battery than what the traditional lithium nickel cobalt ones are so you know that's going to be the wave this whole wave to transfer everyone to electric vehicles i think will live on the lithium batteries mm. um when you were a boy at school what did you want to be a pilot yeah originally wanted to be a pilot so hmm. what did you do out of first out of school i did mineralogy and metallurgy at, at james cook <laughs> and then uh from there just kept going worked through the you know the labs and queensland nickel and then come across for anaconda nickel murren murren project and then basically worked my way through my career yeah. so. and do you still find that you know and you this exciting prospect over there in Canada and, and through other, of course, through through lithium, that it has re regenerated and re-enthused you with the industry? You've been around. You've been a bit of a pioneer. You've been around for a while, and I say that with respect, um, just as you talked about that little brief journey that you used, a snapshot of your journey. Does this give you a real energy going forward? Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, um, I've still got a good good few run, you know, few run rates in me. So. Um, still a young pup, so uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think when when you know it's in the right, you know, potential, right location, it's the right commodity, you know, for green and future energy and future metals. So, you know, what else is going to fire your day up unless you're involved in something like that? Very true. Now, I've got to, in regards to that, I'm going to just probe a little bit personal now. So let's just have a bit of a chat about uh, your story, of course. We're chatting with Wayne Richards, managing director of Burley Minerals, here on the podcast. Coffee of choice. As much as I've got flack, a latte. 
Well, I'll tell you one sugar. One, oh, you have sugar? Yeah. Yeah, I've weaned off too, so I'm getting there. No, yeah, Mum come from a cane farm. <laughs> oh, nice. In North Queensland. What, when you wake up in the morning and you've got to get your head into the workspace, what's the first thing you do on your working day when you're shaved, showered and ready to go? No, it starts before that. You you take your phone off silent and you check all the emails that are come in from Canada while you're still laying in bed. So then you've got an idea of, of what your day is going to look like, both from what's happened in the last 12 hours and obviously what, what's in your calendar to go forward. So, so yeah, long before I've gotten the shower, I've, I've pretty well woken up and, and geared up. Yeah, you and me both. Are you a reader? No, I watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. Movie of choice? Gladiator. Yeah. Yep. I like those sort of style yeah, movies. Do you really? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Do you, are you, um, are you a sort of a... a Netflix sort of yeah when I can yeah. yeah when I've got the time yeah a few mini series like Game of Thrones and the likes so been through them do you down tools or yeah you, yeah you do yeah I think when you go on a scheduled break it, as they say it normally takes three days to come down properly and then it takes the last three days you start thinking when you're coming back depending on how long your break is um, but yeah I think you've got to learn you know if you can't well, A, you try and put people around you that can take on as two ICs, um, but you've got to learn to relax as well, you know, to some extent. Yeah. Uh, just in regards to, to Burley and the people that work around here, and as you talked about some on-the-ground stuff over there in Canada and other projects, can I just ask you, who do you like to surround yourself with? What's the type of person? What's the time of type of worker if you were to... Worker or people? People, yeah. and then a spin-off to that being workers. Yeah, no, well, obviously family. You know, everyone will normally say that, but, you know, I've just become a granddad in the, in the it's last the best, eight months. It's the best, I've been granddad for great. just yeah. shy of two years. It's yeah. changed my life. Yeah, and I think because we were so developed in our careers when the first three come through, yes. now you get that opportunity yes. and you can't wait on weekends to catch up with the little fella. Yeah, and so. do you, do you, do you, uh, that's a good one because I, I I always say this to people, I just, and I, and I was, a, and I think I was a, a good dad. I yeah. always provided. I loved being around my kids. I, we did everything we needed to do. You know, they've got older now and they've just had their first time grandchild. You sort of go, I wish I'd been this good to back my then, kids back yeah. then. But you probably were. But it's a different type of, I don't know, ownership or mentorship or leadership or call it what you like. But mm. it's a different role, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Like when you're back in your 30s, you didn't know what you know now in the way of life and life, you know, values and style and everything. So you just had your head down working, raising your children and doing the best, you know, under the circumstances. Now as a grandparent, you know, in in your grey years of your life, you actually have a different perspective of of the importance of that of that child sort of thing. So spot on, mine. It's it's so comforting to hear. Have you got the work? You talked about the phone off and on silent and, and going to bed, and then waking up and starting your day, looking at what's come in from Canada and the like. Have you got the work life balance percentage right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there is a walk the dog for forty minutes in the morning, and then when you get home in the afternoon and uh, yeah, do a bit of cooking. You work your dog twice a day. Walking you have to, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, he's getting old too, so he needs a walk. That's so. good effort. <laughs> good so, effort. So yeah. you've got that balance right? Yeah, I've got that. And then I try and um, scuba dive every two to three weekends, double dives off Rotto through the dive club, and, and I cycle most weekends. So You are busy. That's productive. Oh. Good for the Good for the brain. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if someone, where do you see Burley in twelve months, twenty-four months, or five years' time? Where, where's, where's which your goal there, sitting there? In right oh, now? the goal literally will in in a perfect world will you'll become a multi-billion-dollar lithium play, just like our neighbours up there. You know, you've got. Yeah, without giving publicity to others, obviously you've you know you've got some big players up at James Bay that have you know run from twenty million market cap to three hundred or one point seven billion just on drilling. You've got both operators and miners within ten and seventeen kilometres of us that have got a two billion market cap. So, you know what what is the ultimate ambition for Burley to obviously prove out the resource, acquire further resources, get that that quantum and they become a multi-billion dollar company. In the interim, you just walk it up. You just prove what's there, you extend it, you expand it, you start doing your studies, you create value add for the shareholders, and, and then eventually you get funds and everything on your register and, and the whole story grows, and it can grow quite rapidly as we've seen in recent months. And if you do all that, become the multi-billion dollar company, you, don't be, you lose the title junior. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, as you've seen with uh, someone like Pilbara Minerals, you know, they're generating 800 million a quarter at the moment. And, um, you know, they're no longer a junior. They're, I think, an ASX 100, if not 50. It's an incredible story. So, so as people who are listening to the podcast now, and as I said, we're going to have people who know your journey, know the history of Burley, know lithium better than most, pitch. Pitch to people who are listening now who think they should get involved with Burley. Oh, that's pretty simple. Like um, we have a tight share registrar. Uh, it's it's well held. Uh, the original vendors and clients are sticky. As as those that will understand, that means they're not they're not going to sell on the first uh, kicker. You know, next ten or twenty percent rise. So that keeps your register strong. Um, you know, we've got an enterprise value already of $27 million, which has nearly tripled over the last sort of months. Um, so like I said, there becomes those quantum leaps with exploration success. And, um, you know, we've got a good management team. We'll grow the team. And, you know, I've been through recruiting enough times with the different, you know, different projects over the years to know who to use and when. So. You talk uh, before we wrap things up. Uh, you talk about you know the the big the big players around you where you are at the moment. Um, how do you glean information of what they're doing, or do you like to do it your own way? Oh no, you have them on your watch list for a start. So after you've looked at your emails, <laughs> your first thing you're doing is seeing uh, what the Dow did, and uh, and then any releases that have come out. By, by I'd probably say the chosen 10 that you're going to keep a good eye on sort of thing and, and see what they've come out with results or bought other tenements or joint ventured or, or just done a deal with LG or the likes. So, no, you're very much watching all the time. You're busy. I know you do your walking the dog twice a day and you do your cycling and you do your scuba diving off Rotto, but you sound busy. Your mind seems to be constantly in that space. Oh, I think so. It's in your, it's in your blood, you know. Like you said, um, to quote the Murrin Murrin leader Andrew Forrest, you know, you never retire. You just keep working because it's 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 in your genetics. You you want to drive, you want to strive, and you want to perform. So. 
Well, I uh, think that uh, you're in good hands uh, for those who are already in the Burley Mineral space. Uh, ASX code BUR, of course, Brian Dixon, as I mentioned earlier in our chat, described your leadership since coming as noteworthy and decisive, which is uh, glowing. And in the brief chat that we've had here today on the ASX Market Goss podcast, uh, I can see it. I'm excited about it. And we look forward to seeing what Quebec does for lithium and for the lithium space and more importantly for Burley Minerals. Thanks for coming in today. Very much. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. We hope you enjoyed our chat with Wayne Richards from Burley Minerals. In our next edition of ASX Market Goss, I'll be providing you with another rare insight into an executive leading one of the companies you might be invested in to get the goss on what makes them tick and why they do what they do. You can follow ASX Market Goss on a number of platforms, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and rss.com. Like us, follow us, make a comment. We want your feedback. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under securities laws of such jurisdiction.